Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. Friends, excitement does not even (laughs) describe my feeling about what we are about to dive into. And so let's pray together. God, help us to see this text with new eyes. Help us to see an opportunity for us to be the hands and feet of Christ in the world today. In the name of Christ, we do pray. Amen. This whole month, we've been talking about unusual invitations. We've just had a table talk that was convicting and exciting at the same time. And so even now, I want to extend an unusual invitation to each and every one of you from 1 Samuel chapter 16, verses 8 through 13. As we speak about unusual invitations, we must admit that great surprises are unexpected gifts from God. If done well, a surprise will totally catch you off guard and gift you with more than you could ever imagine in a given moment. Friends, we have PhDs in doing surprises well in the world today. Think about it. We host surprise parties. We give surprise gifts We even give surprise meals to people, but we love being surprise blessings. And these surprises are usually unexpected, but they help all of us to be reminded that there is still some goodness in the world today. But sometimes, friends, we are gifted with surprises that we totally do not deserve. We experience promotions that we didn't ask for, love we never petitioned for, blessings we never prayed for, even dreams we never dreamed of. Unexpected surprises are invitations to praise God for even being thought of. These delights give evidence to the fact that God is always thinking of new and exciting ways to show his love to his children. In the life of a normal common sheep herder by the name of Samuel will show us this today. It's in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verses 8 through 13, where we get to notice the life and times of a sheep herder by the name of David. You see, 1 Samuel, the book in itself, was written around 900 B.C., and for 31 chapters, Samuel explores and examines the history of Israel. Samuel's birth and upbringing is mentioned, as well as Samuel's continuously relationship with God. It even talks about how God provided for great Samuel. But Samuel, he leads well. He leads this beautiful life. But all of a sudden, as I was told the other day, Father Time is undefeated and gray hairs begin to sprout on Samuel's head. He gets older. And he gets older and the people begin to start looking at other kingdoms and they say to themselves, we too want an earthly king. Well, their wish becomes their nightmare as this king that they wanted comes in the form of a man named Saul. 
Saul is what I like to classify as an up and down king. Saul was up when he won the battle at Jabesh, but he was down as he continued making mistakes over and over in his leadership. These mistakes eventually led to Saul being rejected as king. And with this newfound rejection, Samuel is on the hunt for who will be the next king. It's in chapter 16 that we will examine today where an unexpected invitation to become king is extended to an unlikely individual. Friends, it begins in verses 8 through 10 where we notice a very great and applicable lesson. And here's the lesson. The Lord determines our specific purpose in life. Friends, many of us wrestle with this huge question of what is the meaning of life? We want to know why we have breath in our bodies and blood in our veins. We want to know what our purpose is. And without knowing our purpose, we often feel aimless, incomplete, and most times even unsettled. Truth is, the purpose deliverer is not self-help books or podcasts, but the truth is, The purpose deliverer is God. You see, God knows specifically what each of us is supposed to do and what we will accomplish in our varied lifespans. What we're about to see and dive into is that scripture proves this to us as God has a purpose and a plan for each and every one of us, even you, my friend. We just have to learn to trust God more than fearing everything else. Friends, we catch Samuel on mission today. He's trying to find out who's going to be the next king, and the Lord directs him to a place called Bethlehem. Listen to the account in verses 8 through 10. The text tells us that then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, the Lord has not chosen this one either. Next, Jesse made Shema pass by, and he said, the Lord has not chosen this one either. Thus Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel, but Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen these. This is so powerful of a section of scripture because it shows us that we serve a God who loves to remain caught up and concerned about the details. God pays attention to the details. Friends, we serve a God who finds love in the specific details of our lives and in the specific purpose that he assigns each and every one of us. In our text today in 1 Samuel, you see seven of Jesse's sons walk directly in front of Samuel to be interviewed to be the next king. And three times in verses 8 through 10, we notice the phrase, the Lord has not chosen this one neither. Friends, allow that to be a news flash in your life. You will never live out anyone else's purpose. You can only live out the purpose that God has assigned for you. These great brothers, I'm sure, were awesome and out of sight, even dynamite in their own little ways. But it just was not their purpose to be king. Allow these three verses in 1 Samuel 16, verses 8 through 10, to convict you and cause you to reflect for a moment. Friends, to be in step with God, it means that we trust God to reveal what God desires in our lives. 
friends, we need to learn how to be in step with God because many times in our lives, we're out of step with God and we become jealous of other people's accomplishments and other people's rewards and other people's notoriety, but this should never be the case. I always like to tell myself, if a friend of mine is blessed or someone that I know achieves an accomplishment, I get, I get ready. I say, Joshua, you get ready because the Lord is on your street and soon the Lord will be blessing at your door. Friends, these seven brothers in the text show us that sometimes we can be in the right position physically and be out of sync spiritually with God. These seven brothers you see were in position to be the next king. I mean, Samuel was literally right there. They were in the presence of Samuel. And to their knowledge, he was the guy that could make their dreams come true. But they were out of sync spiritually in the sense that they overlooked the important fact that Samuel made decisions with God, not apart from God. And God had other plans for these seven brothers. You have to understand this today because it rings true for all of us, no matter your stage in life. You cannot network your way into the specific purpose that God has for you. Networking is good. Hear me. I promise it is. But if God has a specific purpose and plan, you can't thwart it. You can't stop it. It will happen on God's time. You see, God gifts us with purpose. He provides for that purpose. He develops people for that purpose, ultimately to live for that purpose. I love the way that the Texas pastor and great pastor and theologian Tony Evans describes it. He says, God meets us where we are to ultimately take us to where God wants us to be. You see, the Lord determines our specific purpose, but we can always trust that the Lord has a great purpose for us all. I'm good. Well, I want you to know this. I know, it's I know it's tiring. I know it's frustrating. And sometimes you feel like, man, God, will you just deliver this purpose already? I mean, I have been there, friend, where you're wondering, everybody else is getting blessed. And you're like, man, I'm praying. I'm going to church. I'm being nice to people. And God, what is my reasoning for being on earth? Friends, it's in these times and in this moment where you have to allow scripture to encourage you. And one verse that has always given me hope in the midst of hopeless moments while searching for my purpose was not only in 1 Samuel 16, verses 8 through 10, but also in Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21. It says these words, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. So here's the reflection question at the moment. Will you trust that God has a specific plan for your life and relinquish your frustration? I invite you even now in this week to trust God more than your desire of immediacy and watch what God reveals to you. Friends, we see through this text and the denial of David's brothers that the Lord has a very specific detailed purpose for each and every one of our lives. But yet the second lesson that is amazing that you just must catch at this moment is found in verses 11 through 13. And it is this, the Lord invites and anoints us for our specific purpose. I'm gonna say that once more. 
The Lord invites and anoints us for our specific purpose. Friends, it's in verses 11 through 13 where this lesson is brought to light. We see it here in this account where the text says, and Samuel said to Jesse, are these all the children that you have? And he said, there remains yet the youngest and behold, he is tending the sheep. Then Samuel said to Jesse, send and bring him for we will not sit down until he comes here. So he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy with beautiful eyes and a handsome appearance. And the Lord said, arise, anoint him for this is he. And then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward. And Samuel arose and went to Ramah. This narrative is so powerful. I mean, it sends me through the roof. And I really feel led to tell each and every one of you that if you're watching this and you've ever been overlooked, you feel unnoticed, you feel not important, guess what? There is hope. Hearing David's call to the office of king should send us through the roof in excitement because it proves that we serve a detailed divine God. We serve a God that doesn't judge us by the connections in our network. We serve a God that's not concerned about our pedigree, our class, our, or our socioeconomic level. We serve a God that is not even concerned about how much money is in our bank account. God has a specific plan and a specific purpose for our lives. And when we trust him and remain faithful to what God reveals, God is more than capable to leading us into our next season of blessings. You see, it's in verse 11, all the way through verses 13, you see that after denying the rest of David's brothers, God's truth teller, Samuel, he asked Jesse, man, I, I need to know, do you have any more children? And with a Passover, whatever type of tone, I imagine Jesse, David's father saying, oh yeah, I got one. He's out there tending the sheep. David enters the house probably smelling like sheep, probably with a stint of sheep manure. I imagine David not having on the best clothing and probably more than a few rips in his clothing. I notice him even in my mind probably being a little tanned from working outside in the sun and the heat, maybe having some sweat trickling down his brow. And yet his father is probably thinking there is absolutely no way that David will be what Samuel is looking for. However, in a small, still voice, Samuel is told by God, yep, this is he. <laughs> see, friends, what we see from this is that God doesn't judge us like people do. God is not concerned about your external great delivery and your nice suits and your nice way that you talk. God is concerned about your heart. You see, God wants our faithfulness, and you know what? God can take a little and make a lot. God wants our faithfulness, and God will do the rest. Friends, we must never put so much stock into what people think or what they may say about us, because God is the one who makes the decisions and the one who provides the blessings. Learn today to put your stock and allegiance in God. Friends, learn to speak the language of God, which is faithfulness, and watch God work on your behalf. 
And David was gifted with this specific purpose, and he went from tending sheep to being a king. Talk about zero to a hundred real quick. You see, but don't get it twisted. I want you to know that God not only blessed David, God is able to elevate, provide, and bless all of us collectively as well. But we must give up the popularity contest to ultimately pursue God. We must give up the need for attention to spend more time with God. Friends, all of us even now want huge blessings from God, but we must allow our faithfulness to match the desire of blessings that we want. David was faithful and God provided his specific purpose and even anointed him to live into that purpose. Friends, I read David's story and I've read it often and every time that I read it, I just stand in awe. I become amazed at how God worked and took this guy from the bottom to the top. But I'm really more convicted in this moment to tell you that David did not jump up and down and say, look at me, look at me. Hey, Samuel, I'm over here. He didn't do that. He didn't draw any attention to himself. He didn't write any statuses if there was social media in his time to say, look at me and look what I'm doing. No, David just simply remained faithful to what God had entrusted for him to do. This leads me to ask each and every one of you as well as myself, are you spending more time drawing attention to yourself rather than being faithful to the task that God has called you to? Friends, don't miss your calling focused on your critics. David remained laser focused on being faithful and God invited him into the next level of his purpose. If you desire more of God, learn to give God more of you. And you do this by remaining faithful. It may be frustrating to remain faithful at times because you never know when God will show up and act mightily on your behalf. But if you're faithful, God will invite you into more than you can ask or pray for. And God's blessings are always bigger than we can ever imagine. And so my challenge this week is for each and every one of you to up your level of faithfulness. If you're a student, be faithful in your homework. If you're a trash collector, pick up the trash that's flowing out in the wind. If you're a CEO, be faithful and care about those who are under you. If you're a teacher, even virtually, give those students your best. If you're a nurse, keep on going even when people don't appreciate you. Whatever it may be, you remain faithful because you're working for God, not man, not woman, not boy, or not girl. And when you're faithful, allow God in his time to extend an invitation into your purpose that you cannot refuse. Friends, from 1 Samuel 16, we learned this very powerful lesson. And it's our takeaway. It's that faithfulness will lead us to God and God will invite us into our purpose. Let's pray. Eternal God, forgive us for times that we were not faithful. Forgive us of times that we were frustrated and acted out of frustration instead of being faithful to you. Help us, God, this week to be faithful believers in you. And may you invite all of us into the greater specific purpose that you have for our lives. In Christ's name, amen.
Friends, if you're watching this, you heard a whole lot about faithfulness, but you must understand that God desires faithfulness from us because he has already been faithful to us. He gives us blessings. He gives us hope. He gives us so many other things. But if by chance you're watching this and you do not know Christ, I invite you right now to say a short prayer with me. Let's pray. I admit that I'm a sinner in need of God's love. I believe that Jesus died specifically for me. And I confess that Christ is the head of my life. If you have prayed that prayer, I'm excited. We here at Second Punts are excited and we want to know about it. So email us and let us know at altogetherspeedo.com. But speedo.org, man, I forgot it. And I'm sorry. <laughs> but guess what, guys? If by chance you were blessed today and you were blessed by this ministry and you're blessed every week and you want to give into this ministry, feel free to go to spdl.org and there's a giving option there and all together is right under the drop down menu. Friends, God is calling us into faithfulness this week and for the rest of our lives. And when we're faithful, God will invite us into a greater purpose. Have a faithful week. Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church.